0: the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Grace Army Church. It's a church that believes in the finished work of Christ. Hallelujah. We believe that everything Jesus did for us is perfect and is completed in him. Hallelujah. This morning, your life will never be the same as we fellowship. Praise Jesus. Um, today, I want to do three things. Number one, I want, I want to talk on history. Hallelujah. I want to talk about the Bible. And I want to talk about how it was arranged. And then the last part will be why it is needful for man. Hallelujah. Why man needs, please, all phones either on silent... Or off. Hallelujah. So this morning. This is what we are doing in the house of the Lord. That. Everything. That we want to see in Christ Jesus. Is given to us by his word. And by his word we shall see victory. Hallelujah. Now. I want to talk to you about. The Bible. And. Evangelism. But basically, why the Bible? How did the Bible come about? A lot of people don't know. Today I want to open your eyes if you don't know and if you know, I want to add up to what you know or perhaps, perhaps, just think on what I'm saying. Hallelujah. So this morning it is the Bible, the word and evangelism throughout history. Hallelujah. Please, uh, forget the dates, okay? i be mentioned 15-something, 16-something. Forget it. You are now in 2001. That is all that matters. And that you have the Bible. Hallelujah. The Bible is powerful. If people have tried to hold the Bible... In fact, some, somebody said that the Bible in 50 years to come, nobody will be reading it. But, amazingly, the Bible is the best seller of all time. Hallelujah. Uh, there was a man who said... Who said that? And as we speak now in England, his house is where they print more Bibles. Hallelujah. There was one philosopher in the old age who said, the Bible is, a, is like a lion set on fire. He said, when you try to tame it, it is not possible. But rather, leave it to burn. And when it finished burning, it costs. You can see the product of the Bible. If you try to stop the Bible, you will stop your life. Hallelujah. So this morning as we go into uh, history and the word, let's look at something. First Timothy chapter 3 from verse 16 to 17. First Timothy chapter 3. And let's consider some things. So, Bible is philosophy. I met, I met one Muslim who said, Paul is the, is the originator of Christianity. Because he wrote two-thirds of the Bible. I said, cool, wake up. <laughs> Another person who said, Paul, where did he get his gospel from? It is in the Bible. You, you, you don't know, so you've not read, so you don't know. Now let's look at this scripture carefully. He said, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. He has summarized the whole Bible. In one verse. Next verse Chapter two, do second Timothy, second Timothy, Chapter three. Is see, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All what? All, all, not some, all. Hallelujah. All scripture is given by what? Inspiration of God. So it means that the Bible didn't just come up. It was given by somebody. Now the word inspiration was rendered a little bit low because the real word for that word is the word breath. So let's put it in proper context. All scripture is given by the breath of God. It is God who breathed the thing out. Do you understand? Now, I cannot separate your breath from your personality. You notice that if I open my mouth to try to say say anything. Can you hear anything? I'm just doing actions. But once I add breath, life comes. Give me your phone. It is the breath inside of me that gives strength to my words. I may mean anything I may try to say. But once I don't have the strength to push out breath, my words cannot be heard. So the proper rendering of this verse is that God, every scripture is God. Thank you very much. The amplifier. Every scripture is what? God breathed. Hallelujah. Given by his inspiration and profitable for instruction, for reproof, for conviction of sin, for correction of error. For correction of what? So, if you are in error and the Bible is talking to you, don't say it's a colloquial book. Book with the Titi book. Titi phone or no, you see, yeah, yeah, modern. In fact, I'm going to quote a, a, a certain magazine that I read from to you concerning scripture when I get there. You see, the people believe that the Bible is old school and that their mind is new school. Hello? Hello? Everything that your mind ever things and hopes and wish to accomplish. It is not new under the sun. The Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. It said what will be has already been done. Somebody has walked in your footsteps and they have seen how they have failed. They have seen how successful they have been. So, if you want to see God's glory, better stick to the word. It is not colloquial. I said it is current, it is present. In fact, It is more recent than you. It even solves your future problems. Hallelujah. It says, for correction of error and discipline in obedience and for training in righteousness, in holy living, in conformity to God's will, in thoughts, in what? Thoughts, purpose, and action. So that the man of God is without, is is made complete. Let me take it again, verse 17. So that the man of God may be complete and proficient well fitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work the scriptures make you thoroughly equipped for every good work hallelujah now I read this this part of the bible to you for you to know why the bible cannot be tamed anybody who tries to stop the bible they will stop their life you will stop your life ask the people of old scientists I mean people who claim that there is no god People who claim that we came from monkeys. Most of us have read science here so we know. Well, not most. Or I can, I, I'm assuming so. But people claim all manner of things. That we are not, God did not create. Everything came out of a big bang theory. Evolution, 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 evolution. Things evolve. We are not part of the creatures that evolve. Hello? No, we were made in the image and the likeness of God so we do not evolve. What we are is what we are. What we are is what has been and it will be and it will forever remain. Hallelujah. So, the Bible is confident in its speech. It is confident in its claims. Nobody can downplay the Bible. Hallelujah. A man walked to me and said, what about the Western world? They don't have the Bible, but they are prosperous. I say, what kind of prosperity? Oh, so they are very, very. Rich. Look at their roads. Look at their train system. And I say, ah. didn't you hear what the Bible said? What is it? If you gain the whole world and you lose your soul, you will eat. At the end of the day, the poor man still eats. He may not have everything he wants to have, but he still eats. What am I putting across? There is a needful for the soul that nothing on the earth can satisfy, and that is what God seeks to do first. So, if people give themselves over to hard work and they prosper by hard work, it is no news. It's the general principle of the earth. The Bible says, as long as the Lord lives, seed time and harvest shall never cease. Eh? As long as day and night remain. God said he has a covenant with the day and a covenant with the night. If you get up in the morning to work, you will see the profit of your labor. If you sleep and sleep and sleep, you will go hungry. It's a, it's a natural principle. Hallelujah. But there is another realm in God where God blesses. Outside what you can do and what you cannot do. Those are the people who have found out the use of the word of God. Hallelujah. Now let me leave that one aside and move on. The Bible is the word of God. It reveals the plans of God for mankind. The sinfulness of man. The salvation in Christ. Heaven and hell. Pam. Hello. I read it again. The Bible reveals the plan of God for mankind. Number one, the sinfulness of man, salvation in Christ, heaven and hell, pam. If you decide that you will not go by the Bible, you will find out that the events of the Bible are naturally true. And one day they will catch up with you. Hallelujah. And what I'm saying is not pertaining to you guys because I believe you believe in Christ. That's why you're here. If you don't, I'll give you the opportunity to give your life to Christ after today's sermon. But my point I want to put across is this. Everything that you ever hope for, everything that your mind cannot answer, every question, everything you cannot see because you don't have the ability to see into the spiritual realms—they be answered in Scripture. So if you follow on Scripture, you have all those answers. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Bible reveals the nature of God. How do we know who God is? Bible no fate. Hallelujah. The next thing, the Bible gives guidelines for daily living. Remember what it says? for It is profitable for instruction. For daily living. The next thing also is this. We are to love it, we are to learn it, and we are to live it. Number one, you must love the Bible. Fall in love with the Bible. <laughs> but also for when I take it and begin to read then, all my eyes, it's like sleeping tablets has come on my eyes. Hello. Bon sama, <laughs> It is the devil doing that to you. Or sometimes you hear preaching or you are bored all of a sudden. It is the devil. It is the devil. I'm not saying every preaching is good. But what I'm saying is that when you don't have the desire to learn the word, to embrace the word and to love it, you have to pray. Tell God, Lord, give me a desire for your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, we must love it, we must learn it, and we must live it. Now, how did, the, how did we get the Bible? The Bible basically is a compilation of books. For example, um, the book of Samuel was written by Samuel. Okay, So, not that Samuel literally penned it, but he had a scribe. So, when he spoke, as the events were unfolding, then the scribe would be recording. That is one. Also, how did um, certain, for example, Peter, he used a scribe. Somebody, he will speak and the person will write. John tro- uh, tried to write, but he wrote broken Greek. You know, like broken English today. Adego, go Are they come? Uh-huh. That is how he, that is what he did. Now, but there were people who wrote the scriptures by their own handwriting. The first example is Moses. Moses was taken to the mountain and the Lord dictated everything that happened from Genesis 1. So the first five books of Moses was penned down by Moses. Hallelujah. Now, all these people wrote separate books that were later on compiled or put together to form one Bible or one book called the Bible. Hallelujah. And the Bible has got 39 uh, you know, books summing up the Old Testament and 27 making the New Testament. So when you add all, you get what? Sixty-six, Hallelujah! Some people don't know, so I have to say it, Hallelujah! So we are learning here, okay? Now, many people throughout history have tried to destroy the Bible, but couldn't. The Old Testament, like I said, has various books. Now, let's look at something. Somebody will say, "So how did they add Peter to John and then Matthew to what, what, what?" Okay, let's put it this way: that is what we call the chronology chronology or chronos means time. So the crones, they they added it according to the time. Hallelujah. So they look at the time that it was written, then they compile it, then they add it to it so that it will make sense. However, the oldest book that was ever written is the book of Job. Hello? The book of Job. Hallelujah. Which means Job existed before Moses. Do you understand? But for it, because it's a poetic book and also historical somewhat, they put it where the poetic books are. You get it. Okay. So now we are entering the classroom. Praise the Lord. Now the earliest known attempt to create a canon is the same in the same respect as the New Testament It's in the second century Rome by Macion or Macion, a Turkish business and church leader. So the first person who tried to bring together the Bible or to take all the books and put them together was this trader from Turkey. He's called Massion and he was a businessman because he was rich. And at the same time, he was a Christian and a church leader. But the only books he was able to get to compare are all the letters of Paul and the book of Luke. The reason why he was able to get the book of Luke was because Luke was then, he was a medical doctor. But he was sent to Rome. He became a disciple. And he he was documenting the book of Acts. So Luke is the person who wrote the book of Acts. Do you understand? Okay. We are asking how the Bible came about, right? So we are answering it. Now, so because of what he did, and he was in Rome. So the Romans fought against him. In, In those days, the Romans were ruling everybody. And the reason why they were ruling is because the Romans were quick to understand that where the world was going. If you have the Bible, you can rule the whole world. Hello? So, when Constantine, he conquered everywhere, he took the Bible and made it his. So, he had authority over the Bible such that it was only in Rome and the Romans who could read it and interpret it. So, anybody who tried to read it and interpret it, you asem. They said that, for example, the Romans said that Peter died in Rome. But we know that Peter didn't die in Rome, if you read the Bible. That is why he cannot be the first pope of the Roman Catholic Church. Hello. I'm just saying history. I'm not saying what I like. It is history. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, the next thing we see is this. That because of how the Lord wanted the Bible to be, He wanted it to be an everyday language. People can read it, get it, understand it, and live it. So something happened. Now, all the people the Roman Catholics trained to become prominent men who understood the Bible and they could read it, something happened. They all started reading and finding things in the Bible. And then they started revolting against the Roman Catholic Church. For example, the Roman Catholic Church says that The Pope is the Vicar of Christ. When we say the Pope is the Vicar of Christ, I'm telling history. I'm not teaching you something new. This is something you can find anywhere. The Vicar of Christ means the one who stands in the stead of Christ. He has the authority to change scripture, to add to scripture, or to annul scripture. In fact, when he speaks, it is scripture. But you know that the Bible says that you shall not add to it, and you shall not take away from it. So people had problems with the Catholic Church and their interpretation of the Bible. So this is what happened. The same priest they had trained who read the Bible started fighting against them. A typical example is William Tyndale where we get the Tyndale Bible. In fact the Tyndale Bible is the first Bible to ever be published. What he did was that he translated all the Bible from uh, Greek and, and Hebrew to Latin and English. So when he did that They told him, why do you make common what is sacred? You you get what is happening? They said, why do you make common that which is sacred? So, they wanted to kill him. And he said, oh, no, he is not a Christian. In fact, he, he is not a Christian. But after he went into his room, his conscience pricked him. So, he couldn't sleep. Then he came back and told them he is a Christian. He translated the Bible. In fact, the Tendo Bible is the first printed Bible in the world. First, they used to, you go to somebody who writes. And you tell him that, write me a Bible. And you give him a whole year's pay. So when he gets up in the morning, he will stretch. Eat your money. I mean, spend your money on food. And then begin to write for you. So then you can have your own copy of the Bible. And sometimes when he's writing and a certain insight hits him, he writes it on the side as a footnote. So when you are reading, you can read this one too on top. You get it. Uh-huh. So the Tendo Bible was the first Bible to ever be translated and be printed in English. Now this is what the Lord did. The Lord gave William Tendo a certain wisdom. He's the first person to invent the printing press. Hello. Now, Tendo was a guy that the Lord gave him the wisdom how to stamp scripture. So he wrote it all on a certain parchment And it became like the the mold. So when he stamps it, he gets Acts chapter 1, the whole chapter. So within 100 days, he had produced 3,000 Bibles. And guess who who he sold the Bible to? Commoners. The people that the church at that time were trying to withhold the Bible from. So the commoners came into contact with the Bible. And you know what the Bible is? It's like wildfire. When you begin to read it, your heart begins to boil. When you read it, your spirit becomes alive. When you read it, you notice that victory is open to you. The things that limit you are no more limiting you. So that is what happened to the commoners. Now, the commoners so read that they also became a church and they are called the Puritans. Okay? Then the Roman Catholic Church said, no, we will kill all of you. But you see, they had to, the Roman Catholics were so powerful because, don't forget, after Jesus died, he said to the children of uh, his disciples, Go ye into all the world. The book of Mark, okay, 16, 15. He said, go ye into all the world, baptizing, so, so, and so, and be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Samaria, and unto where, the uttermost part of the world. But the, the disciples, especially the Jewish people, they, they like Jerusalem. You see, when the Lord said you, move, oh, because some cane can lash you. So the disciples stayed in Jerusalem, and they built churches, and they were happy. But don't forget, they grew. Because they begin to grow, the Catholic church felt threatened by them. So they came in and fought them and beat them. That is how come some ran into caves. Finally, they went into Samaria to go and preach. They were beaten in Samaria too. Now they spread to the uttermost part of the world. So it was beating that made them go. Now that they stepped out to to try to spread the gospel. Don't forget, they didn't have the entire gospel, so they had it on parchment and on papers. So in Tibia, where were Acts chapter 1, Who we were Acts chapter 10? Where were Luke? Where were Paul? Let letters be. So when you read small, then you give it, like you know the way you borrow books and read. The girls, they borrow romantic books. i looking at me, it's true. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh-huh. So that was how they were living, by the scripture. Then, this Tendo guy made it easy for them. Everybody could hold the whole Bible in their hand. And don't forget, William Tendo was a scholar of scripture because the Roman Catholics had trained him. Do you get it? He could read Hebrew, read Greek, read Latin, and write English. So, when he did that, the commoner on the street, they caught fire. And the Puritans are the people we call today, Presbyterians. Hello. The Methodists. Hello. They are also called the Protestants. Out of them we got charismatics in those days but they were very small. Were, those were the people we call Calvinists. John Calvin. Where he, he taught scripture. It is in, in Latin is called sola scriptura. Meaning that scripture alone should be able to set man free. But Roman Catholics said no. Even if you believe scripture, the Pope has to you have to bow down, kiss the ring of the Pope then you can have salvation. In fact, the Roman Catholic Church said that when you die, the Pope has the power to summon your soul from the regions of hell into the regions of heaven. But they read the Bible and they find out in the Bible that the Bible says that it is appointed unto man to die once after death. Judgment. But Jesus came to make it even better. He says that immediately you die in fact, you were a walking dead man if you are not in Christ. But if you have the son, you have life. So you are walking living man. Hallelujah. So then they saw the difference in how the scriptures were talking and how they too were living. Then they said, no, we cannot hold on to that one. Then something happened. But before then, they fought them. They fought them until the people ran away with the Bible and went to a place called Geneva. It's in Switzerland. When they ran to, so when they got there, they held the Bible and they call it the Geneva Bible. Hallelujah. Now, let's keep going. So then these people, they noticed that the more they fought against them, the more they grew. That's why I told you, listen, when people talk against scripture, you keep quiet because the scriptures are solid. Bible can defend itself. You don't have to defend. It is a fire that burns. Me, I was reading scripture. I didn't know that I will be a pastor. I just had a desire to read the scripture because I saw how my prayer warrior was leader. He used to quote the scriptures and then say, 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 say hey, this man, he's blessed by God. Oh, So me too. I decided when I come back from school, I just put it. Then I read. I read uh, all of a sudden something well up in me. Then I heard the voice of God. Then I started hearing things. Listen, when you begin to read the scriptures, God knows how to communicate his heart to you. And you see, so it, they took it out of the hands of people who thought they had authority over scripture into the hands of the commoner who can hear the voice of God through the pages of scripture. And that's where the fight happened. Hallelujah. Now, something happened also. By the way, William Tyndale only got the opportunity to do what he did in 1525. In what? So please, from 1525, before we go to 1525, let's backtrack and let's go uh, to the third century after Jesus died. 300 years after Jesus died. The Roman Catholic Church had ruled from 300 something uh, to 15 something. That is 1,000 how many years? 1,200 years. Hello? Hello? 1,200 years of a church. We can't call it a church alone because the Roman Catholic Vatican is a nation. Hello? (laughs) You you get it? It doesn't matter who you are. If you become president, you must meet the Pope. The Pope must bless you. (laughs) You get what happened? So they suppress the truth. And the Bible too is such that, just let somebody read it. Wildfire will start. So then something happened. Their own person they trained, he's called Martin Luther. He's the first Martin Luther in history. Okay, He's a German. Now, Martin Luther was somebody who was reading the New Testament, the Greek New Testament, So and was reading Paul's letters. The more he read it, the more he read it, the more he read it, the more he, it, the more he came alive. So he wrote 99 theses of what scripture says that is against the Catholic Church, and he nailed it on the doorpost of the church, and they got angry. They fought him. They <laughs> There's a certain word they use when they take you out of the Catholic Church. Uh, this thing, oh, there's a certain word. It is like you have been, you, you you used to be consecrated, but now you have been, you have been taken out. You are no more part. Excommunicated. You are. So that is the word. So the person he was excommunicated, so he couldn't practice as a Catholic anymore, and he was not to be regarded as one who is a Catholic. Now, when he did all these things. Guess what? Because he put it on the post and he wrote it in simple, plain language that everybody can read. Anybody who gets to the door, uh, so these are the things that the people were hiding from us. Then they got angry. They got angry. They got angry. In fact, that is where we got the Lutheran church. Okay, the Lutheran church. Because they they were the followers of Martin Luther. Now, when this thing happened, then the church broke. That was the thing that broke the back of the camel. Hallelujah. Now, when it happened that way, something went on. This Lutheran guy carried a certain great number of people and started teaching them day in, day out. Teaching them day in, day out. So, when he taught them, they also grew and became that mighty people. So, if the Roman Catholics were many, the Protestants too were many. The Protestants, don't forget, they only. In the eyes of the Catholic, there are only two churches in the world. The Catholic church and the Protestants, the rest. Hello? Some people, you have problems. If a church is old. I'm older than a church, I won't go. Are you older than the Bible? (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So, the Protestants were people who believed in speaking in tongues, number one. They believed in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, number two. And they also believed in healing. Praise the Lord. You get it? They believed in the power of scripture. Now they tried to do everything to suppress these people. It didn't work. There were a certain group of people who were army men in the Catholic church. They were the army men of the Catholic. They are called the Jesuits. And these Jesuits are people who hunt for anybody who believes in the raw scripture. If you don't believe in scripture and the Catholic doctrine or tenants, you can be killed. In fact, they were killed. And that was where they called the bloody days, in the times where somebody called Bloody Mary. How many of us heard of Bloody Mary? <laughs> yes, Bloody Mary was Catholic. Okay, Bloody Mary, her sister, was the Queen of Scots. Mary Queen of Scots. Now we are coming into contemporary days. Okay, I'm talking now about 1600s. We are in 2000 and what one? 2021. Sorry. So so right now. So right now, if you, if you calculate everything, how many years ago? 400 years ago? 500 years ago? Assembling KO. Anna? Hello? I don't know. Yes, okay, so about 400 years, assembly the KO. The Catholic Church had so much authority because from 1500 to 2000, how many years? 500 years. Yeah, And we are talking about 1600 bloody Mary Dems, they ruled. Now, this is what happened. The Catholic Church was operating through Bloody Mary. The reason why they call her Bloody Mary is because she killed like a joke. If you hold the Bible, you are gone. They butcher people's head for pleasure. But guess what? Her sister was a Protestant. So when Bloody Mary died, according to the royal lineage, it was a Protestant who became the king, which is Mary, Queen of Scots, her son. His name is King James. Do you understand? Now, King James is the guy who also, because he had a protestant background, but he knew that his family members were Catholics, he tried to settle the case and said, let's, co- let's form a commission. This commission, their role is to do something. Is to sh- make sure that all that William obtain wrote." the Geneva Bible, everything that they said, is it true? So they employed the Roman Catholic scholars. They employed the Protestant scholars. They, in fact, they were, they are called the Puritans and the Calvinists and the Roman Catholic Church and then the Church of England. By that time, the reason why the Church of England was because Rome was trying to rule England and England, the only thing that will make them back at you is when you would come up against their monarchy. They will show you blue, blue. You get it. Take everything, but don't in fact, England used to pay tribute to Rome, tax. So England would pack money at the end of every month, and they put it on a cart and haul it to Rome. But something happened. We immediately it came to the part where they, the Romans said, "We want to rule over you, because Scripture gives us authority to rule over you." The, the English people said, "Hold on, hold on, hold on. You were people, which we were people. It is not Bible that is going to give you the chance to rule over us. If that is the case, we too will take the Bible and make it our own. In fact, British, Aish, is the word covenant. It means people of the covenant. So the British believe that they are Hebrew. So they say that in Hebrew, nobody rules over people of the covenant. That is why the whole world, they are the only nation nobody has ruled. So day to they said, if that is the case, we take the Bible away from you. We to we to we will form our own church. That is what we call the Anglican Church. Hello. In fact, it is called the Church of England. In in those days, it's called the English Church. Hallelujah. So now they formed their own church. When they formed their own church, I'm still giving you the history of the Bible. Then, Then these people who formed their own church, they noticed that they cannot be able to bring everybody under one umbrella. So King James was smart. What King James did was he called the Catholics. Called the other people. Call this one. Call this one. Call this one. Call this one, and joined all of them together. When he joined all of them together, then he said to them, "Okay, so everybody, w- you are going to interpret the scriptures from Greek, from Hebrew, and all the things in Latin. Put all of them together and translate it into English. And then the thou mayest borrowest thy knife." That was the contemporary English of that day. Hello, aha. Do can King James now say can Sabrofun auntie bravo. and your whole brothers time Brofun? No, no. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Well, that's just by the way. So when he he brought all these people together, that is seven years. They started in sixteen o four. They started compiling the Bible and translating. They translated it from that place too. You remember I said that it is God breathed. In those days when they say um, inspire, in fact the word inspire means to breathe literally in English. So when they say inspiration of the Holy Spirit to the commoner in that day he understands that it means it was God's breath. But in our time you cannot say inspire is the same as breath because breath is breath. In fact the English vocabulary is still growing. Kwasheoko was added to the English dictionary. Can you believe it? Doomso is now in the English dictionary. So you see, they keep accumulating words and those are some of the challenges of Bible interpretation. That we read Bible today in the language of 400, 500 years ago people, their language. And you want to get it. Let's move on. So now, all these people came together for seven years the king was pay, king, uh, king James. He was paying him, paying them, doing everything for them. Then in 1611, they completed the Bible and brought it to him. But to honor him, they changed Jesus' brother's name and gave it James. Hello. I mean, who will be feeding a child and will not lick their hands? <laughs> you get it? Yeah, he's financing that thing. So you see, that's why they call it the authorized King James. Meaning that he brought everybody under one umbrella. So you see, the thing that made Rome, permit me to say this, smaller than England was the fact that when it got to where the Romans wanted to usurp or control the English people by scripture, the English people said, no, we too are people of covenant. So if you know what is good for you, you stay your day, be who you are, we too will be who we are. We, we shall rule by ourselves. Nobody will take the monarchy away from us because it's the monarchy that has protected us years and years and years. You understand what is happening? <laughs> so now when King James finally, they compiled everything and they presented him the first original then they named it the King James Authorized Version. And for 250 years, nobody read any other Bible not even the Tyndale Bible anymore because now they believe that The Protestants, who had their own opinion of what scripture must be, were part of the translation. The Catholics were part. These people were part. But something happened when they were compiling it. When they finished the Bible, the Catholics said that there were other books. For example, the book of Philip. You've never seen it before. Have you ever heard the book of Philip before? Another book is called the Maccabee. In fact, there's another book called the book of Judas Iscariot. And that book, it was written 120 years after the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. That Jesus actually had an affair. His, his wife was Mary Magdalene. And that is why they did not compile it. Do you understand? I said, I'm teaching you the origin of scripture. How come we have the entire 66 books of the Bible compiled into one? And why nobody can stop the Bible? Listen, if a church ever comes and they say, we believe in the gift of the spirit and they put scripture aside, it is like water. (laughs) It just just pass away. In fact, the sun will scorch it and it will dry up. But every church that upholds the word of God stands sure forever. Why? Because he said, my word abideth. When they say something abideth, it means that when it comes, it remains. Hallelujah. So, so, these people, when he finally did that, every controversy was settled. Because the Calvinists were part of the interpretation, the Puritans were part of the interpretation, the Catholics were part, the English people themselves they were part. So it is out of all these groups that Presbyterian came, Methodists came, and all these people came. Now, I said I was going to read something to you. It is only in our modern times that Low-minded people. Please, if you are an intellectually sound person, it does not mean that you have the wisdom of God. Can we settle that today? Hello, can we settle that today? Say Sebio, Uwabo degrees. Who gave you the degree of study? It is a man that you read several books and copied or referred to somebody who you have read from. And built on small by two paragraphs, be so because of that, you are hello, hello. Never be wise in your own understanding. The Bible says that. Even though you are wise, he said, lean not on your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge. What it means is that he knows you have understanding. However, your understanding is futile. It has a limitation. It can hit the wall and it will bounce back. You will never know. In fact, having to see people, medical people who are struggling for their I went to Kolebu and I saw 37-year-old doctor, poster on the Doctor, doctor. Doctor. I went to Hachimota and there was a doctor. He goes to deliver the baby and he'll come out and come and do shh. And I said to myself, who send you? If you cannot handle blood, who send you? And he's fat. You can see that he had to be a doctor because of he had to be a doctor because man for chop. But if you really ask him what does he want? I don't see a doctor in him. Mind. The mind of man can never comprehend God. God is vast. In fact, it is the Bible that ever showed the origin of this world. People said that we came out of apes. <laughs> am I monkey? Me, am I monkey? But people actually believe that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You see, let's come to the point where we know that scripture has stood the test. Let me tell you, in the days of William Tyndale, the Jesuit priests, you know what they do. They are Jesuit priests too. Did you get it? They are Roman Catholic trained armed priests. They can bless the mass and give communion. But they kill 100%. It is history, it's not me. I'm not saying that that's what I... It is it's, it's there. You can go and look at it. Now, when they did all these things, William Tendo, they burnt him at the stake. Do you know what it means? They tied him to a dry wood of a pole. They tied his hand and they set up fire under him. So he was roasting, tosh, tosh, tosh. Like Domedo. (laughs) Hallelujah. Do you understand? All for the sake of the gospel. All for the sake of scripture. Because they made scripture common to everybody to be able to read. Now don't forget, the Bible says that all scripture is God's breath. It was given by God. Through 40 men. God I mean, look at somebody like uh, Abraham himself, didn't write anything. Abraham's life was a revelation of everything that God gave to Moses. It was Moses that saw that there was, the, the flood destroyed the earth. Are you here with me? All those things were visions that the Lord gave to Moses. So Moses had to document them for us to now come and read them and find It is Moses who heard God ever say from, the, from, from his mouth that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So man, in trying to find out who God is and find out who the supreme being is, said that there is no God and that we are the, we are the people of our lives. We are the ones who we evolved. Hello. Hello. So why a mobile phone? Hello. The fact that you are rich does not mean that God is not valuable anymore. Never ever come to that point. Know that God is supreme, God is powerful, and God is loving, He's kind, and that is why He reveals Himself to mortal men. Let me show you something. The Bible says that even though he was God, He, he taught it not robbery. In fact, He said He humbled himself and became a man. Do you know what it means for God to be a man? I want to be explicit small. You know when you go and sit on the potty. And the thing is not coming. I'm trying to be practical. God, he does not do that thing. I wanted to use the other, but because I'm preaching. You see, he does not do that thing. But you see, because that is one of the weakness of men. But God brought himself into the state of man so that he can feel what man feels and so that he can sympathize with man. Thereby bringing man from that low state into an upper state. A man who had the out-of-the-body experience. He said when he got out of his body and he had the chance to go into heaven and God said, come back and come and preach my word on there.' He looked at his body and said, this thing, I don't want to come into it. Ah, this thing. But guess what? We are proud of our body. I've got six parts. Hello? Hello? Our minds tell us that we are all that there is. Relax. When it comes to God, you are shelly. It's in the Bible. Hallelujah. When it comes to God, when, listen, when you may compare yourself to man, but when it comes to God, never ever try. Never ever try. Listen, your mind will be beaten down 100%. Haven't you seen it before? People who are respected in society and something as easy as alcohol is killing them and kicking them down. Eh? Yeah? Yeah? There was a man who used to give me jobs. Listen, that man died very young and he hit me. When he died, something happened to him. His children, who were top, top, top children. At school. I remember those days. Every weekend, I will go to the house. Then they will pound fufu. One child, fufu, fried rice, jollof. You know, they pack it plenty and they bring it to the school. And I say, how? The guy finished school, you know, they bought him a car. This, 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 that, that, that. The man died and I went to visit and the daughter said, you didn't bring me any gift. My heart broke. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? A man who was up there and he goes down and the whole family goes down. Never ever think that you have it all together when it comes to God. Because God is far above your mind. Your mind cannot reach his level. Where, people, where Some people ask them, me, I'm a realist. who a shellist? You are shellist, There's nothing in you. Realist. Realist. The real thing. In fact, let me talk to you about deep things right now. In, in, in this world, there's the realm of the physical which any man can operate. There's the realm of the spirit where spiritual beings operate and there's the realm of the reality where God dwells. In the realm of God where God dwells, he calls everybody in Christ into that realm so that we will pray from that realm. It is in that realm that we speak mysteries and men cannot understand because it is not given to them. When you pray from the realm of God, it is not about what I have or what I don't have. It's not about my pedigree in life. It is what God has made you. God, that that is why I ask the question, where was God before God made the heavens and the earth? He said in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Where was he? That is the realm of reality. It was out of that realm that everything was born. So if you look at the parent material by which God created everything, it is not the realm of man. It is not in the physical world. Never ever think, never ever think, maybe I mean we may do because me a sharp guy. You have failed in advance. Are you here with me? Look, I keep on asking you a question. I look at churches, fight churches, and I feel sad. Can I give you the history? So Presby came out of the Anglican church. The Anglican church came out of the Roman Catholic church. When Presby came out, the Methodists came out of the Presbyterian church. Then the uh, Assemblies of God, Pentecostals came out of the Methodist church. When the Pentecostals came out, they said, hey, we have arrived. Then God said, no, you don't know. You are still joking. Then he pulled the charismatic church out of the Pentecostal church. If the first church got it right, there was no need to call out other churches. Are you here with me? We 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 unye God is not in your pocket, He's not in your family house, He's not there. He's the God of all gods, He's the one who watches over the universe. Hallelujah here. So when you th- when you think about God, don't think about your small life trying to magnify it. No, it is too small when it comes to God. God is f- Above, sorry if I sound harsh, but I had to set something straight this morning. Everything you have, everything you are as a believer, tie it to, to God's goodness. That you even have the word to read, because people died for the word. People died, literally. Some of them were saw into two. Do you know when a man is not dead, and they put saw on their on the side? Some of them, they tie their hand here and they tie their hand here and they put the saw in the apempim and they begin to saw it. You say you live for scripture. You interpret scripture. You will die for scripture. There are people who die for scripture, but some of us, we can't even live for scripture. The Bible says that the desire of the righteous is the tree of life when it manifests on the earth. Yet you can't have a good desire. Am I talking to the church here? Rise up from the inside. Rise up, rise up, rise up. Know that God has given you strength. His strength is in scripture. Look into the Bible. That is where you derive your strength. I'm about to close. Why the Bible is so important? Because the Bible is our food. There are times where you listen to the word of God and you feel like, man, I'm so satisfied. The next one. The Bible is light and life. To all. Where the Bible is not preached, people die. Hello? Hello? You want to see a, dis- a distinction? Look at, when any time you read a book of, I mean, in fact, when you read a book, the Old Testament, a typical example would be the book of Jeremiah. I don't want to be a prophet like Jeremiah. His own people put him in a pit. He was so hungry, he begged. They took him out into another prison. And he thanked God for the prison. (laughs) Hallelujah here. Anytime somebody lives by scripture, God makes a distinction between you and the world. Do you know that the Bible is the only book that records something they call good success? Hello? Good success is only found in the Bible. There are people, once you make money, you order respect from them. Oh, church of Jesus Christ. So, once you are rich, you order respect. Hello? Nobody cares whether your money is real, is God-given, is genuine. No. The current state we are in, if you don't get money, you don't get respect. I pray that the Lord will make you rich. I say, I pray that the Lord will make you rich and you'll carry the riches of Christ upon the earth in Jesus' name. All the scriptures I have, um, I said the Bible is full. Let's, let's go to, the Bible is full. It's 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Look at it quite quickly. It talks about the sol- soluble nature of, of the word. It said, like newborn babes, you should crave thirst for earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk that is that by it you may, you may be nurtured and grow unto complete salvation. Hallelujah. So that is for point number Point number two, I said it is the light and the life of man. Where the scripture is, is not found, there is no life. That is Psalm 6, verse 23. Psalm 6, verse 23. Have mercy on me and be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am meek, faint, and withered away. O Lord, heal me. For my bones are in trouble. No, no, no. Um, My bones are not in trouble. I'm talking about 23, 23, not 2. Uh-huh, 23. Sorry for taking long. Eh? I'm closing, I don't know. Okay. The next one is, point number three, the Bible is our spiritual weapon. The book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, he says that, the word of God is sharper than any two edged sword. It is able to cut. It's able to do what? Yes. It enters everywhere. Have you seen it? For the word of God is alive. It is full of power. It makes active, it is operative, it is energizing, and it's effective. It is sharper than any two edged sword. So it's a weapon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes you see there are, there are so many testimonies there are people who try to bend the bible and the bible won't bend but sometimes it will bend sometimes it won't bend hallelujah when the Catholics found out that man the commoner has the bible they lost their place they lost it <laughs> the next one point number 4 the bible is the breath and the life of god Anytime you read the Bible, you are reading the very breath of God. Just breathe your name upon me. It's the Bible. So when you, when you read the Bible, the breath of God is pouring on you. Hallelujah. The point number five, if that is in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. We read that. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. We've read, we've read that already. Okay. Um, and then point number five now. The Bible teaches the true origin of the world and man. It, was the, it, was, it is only the Bible that said that and the Lord God formed man and breathed into man. And man became a speaking spirit. It's, it's only the Bible that says it. No other document in this world has that proof. And then the last one, point number six. The Bible reveals who God is. John 4, 24. John 4, 24. The Bible reveals who God is. God is a, <laughs> a spiritual being. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in reality. In reality, that is the proper rendering. That's why I told you that God dwells in the realm of reality where everything is real. Hallelujah. Why must we make the Bible known? Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. That scripture, then I close. Why I, you know when you're teaching on history, no history class is short. You know, I know the anti, fault. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, and the instructions which you have heard from me, along with many witnesses, transmit. Some people, they are conduits that cannot transmit. Evangelism, Talk to somebody around you, Hey! Do you know what I noticed? Evangelism has become the work of the choir and a few people. Hello? The Bible says that those who turn many to righteousness, they shall shine like stars in the firmament forever. How do you go to heaven and not shine? You to the way the Lord made you beautiful. When you stop any guy and say, hey, hello, whether he's in a hurry to go and take a billion dollars, he will wait because your beauty is a charm. Also, so there be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, Transmit what you have heard. You do. you have a lot of friends around you. You don't talk to them. Chelsea, na Chelsea. Broken heart, Chelsea, mouth, Any Liverpool. <laughs> <Now>. <laughs> Felix, sorry. <laughs> Liverpool man. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you get what is happening? He said, What you have heard, the witnesses that you have, he said, Transmit. People can transmit. They. they Oh, me. hallelujah I'm, I'm blessed I'm saved I'll go to heaven I'm blessed the bible says those who turn many or anyone to righteousness they shall shine in the heavens as stars forever and trust as a deposit to reliable and faithful men who will be competent and qualified to teach others Hello, can't you see the baton has been released? Hello, can't you see that the baton has been released? You, you know why some of them they can't evangelize because they are known to be fighters. Hello, you were a fighter? Hey hey wait when I began you ah you should have seen her yesterday. Your life is stopping you from preaching because you know that you cannot contradict. Your, your conscience is talking because you cannot contradict. Hallelujah. Yes, Can we please be upstanding? Hallelujah. What the Lord has given to you, committed into your transmit transmit don't let it remain there transmit the word is transmit transmit to others you are a transmitter don't be a receiver transmit hallelujah say with me I transmit the word of God to others in the name of Jesus say I transmit the word of God to many in the name of Jesus say by me the Bible shall be read by me, the Bible shall be preached in the name of Jesus. Say, I am a transmitter of God's word in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. We give God praise this morning. We give Him praise for His goodness. We give Him praise for His kindness. Our Father, we've had your word. We thank you for the value you've put in on your word we thank you that we cannot fail because of your word we give you praise for your word in Jesus name. My-